My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 58. My dad and I never really did a lot together when I was growing up. I mean, yes, I spent summers with him and my stepmother Linda in Arizona, but it was always with a group of people. And don't get me wrong, it was a terrific way to spend the summers, but rarely was it ever just the two of us. Once when we were at Lake Havasu, it was just before dawn, and we were already at the launch ramp putting the boat in the water. And at the time, he had a Hallett flat bottom that was just gorgeous. He had a beautiful custom paint job, bright yellow with these candy apple red and blue scrolls all over the deck with 24 karat gold leaf lettering on the side that read The Mad Hatter. Empowering the whole thing was this massive, big-block Chevy 454 chrome everywhere. I can't tell you how many hours I spent as a kid waxing that paint job and polishing the chrome. It was so beautiful, in fact, that he used to enter it in custom boat shows they had at the L.A. Convention Center. I think it even took second once. Anyway, so we're there next to the launch ramp, and the sun is just coming up over the mountains, and the water is like glass, which is perfect for a flat bottom since... As the name implies, the bottom of the hull is flat, and they really don't do well in choppy water. And Linda was walking back down the ramp after parking the truck, and Dad says to her, Hey, why don't, why don't you ride over with Dennis, and I'll take Jeff with me? And I remember being so excited, because the boat only had two seats, and time alone with Dad was a rarity, especially at the lake, when we were always part of a group. We climbed into the boat, and Linda pushed us off and we drifted into the deeper water for a bit before dad started it up and idled us out past the no wake buoys. And even at an idle, the engine was loud, kind of a low meaty rumble like a dragster. But if you opened up the throttle, that roar was all you could hear. We were heading east into the sun that was just starting to peak over the mountains and there wasn't another boat in sight, just the two of us on an empty lake. After a few minutes, he let off the throttle and turned off the ignition, the boat slowly losing momentum. We just drifted for a bit, watching the light change as the sun came up. And after a few minutes, he looked at me and asked if I wanted to take us over to the beach. Really? I asked. Yeah, come on. And he stood up and we switched places. And He'd been letting me drive on his lap for a couple years, steering, but rarely did I get to drive the boat on my own. In fact, this may have been the first time, certainly one of the first. And the Mad Hatter was a V-drive, which means that the prop is connected directly to the engine through a transmission. So unlike a jet boat, for example, there's no neutral or reverse. So when I started it up, I must have been pressing on the gas pedal because the boat lurched forward. I always loved that boat. And being out there on the lake, just dad and me, was. It was just about the best thing ever. And as we made our way across the lake, I kept easing down on the gas pedal. It's weird, but as a passenger, especially in that boat, going fast always made me a little nervous. I mean, there were no seat belts, just a little handle below the front of the seat to hold on to. But being in the driver's seat was somehow different. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a control thing. After a bit, I asked him something like, well, how fast can we go? And I remember he looked at me and he smiled and he said, well, I, I guess there's only one way to find out. And I 
pressed the gas pedal as hard as I could. And that 454 roared to life and we took off like a bat out of hell across the lake. Still not another boat in sight. I don't know how fast we were going and I can't tell you for how long, but it was fast enough and long enough that the hot wind started to make my eyes water. And I remember glancing over at dad who gave me the hand signal to back off a little. I eased up on the throttle, my eyes still watering and my ears ringing. And uh, he said something like, well, was that fast enough? And I just remember grinning ear to ear as I nodded back at him. You know, I was scared, but not so scared that I felt like I had to slow down. Maybe I felt like it was all okay because dad was there, that he wouldn't let me do anything that was too dangerous. I don't know. What I do know is that it's one of my favorite memories of just the two of us. And it's still the fastest I've ever gone in a boat. When I started thinking about this iteration, I was thinking that it would somehow be some sort of inspiration for us to take control of our fears. But now that I've been talking through it, maybe it's... Maybe it's just about me really missing my dad and letting a few of the good things come to the surface and push some of the bad stuff out to the edges. In the show notes, you'll find links to a few things I thought you might like, including a lovely short film by Philip Bloom called Charmolope, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's an old Greek word, and apparently there's no English equivalent, but it means experiencing a feeling of happiness and sadness at the same time. I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's a terrific film, and Philip says it's the most personal film he's ever made. And just as a side note, I'd actually love to talk to him about it. Also, not long after I moved to the East Coast, Adrian introduced me to the music of the Avett Brothers. And I'll be honest with you, they didn't really click for me until I saw them live, and now they're one of my favorite bands. Scott Avett is also an incredible painter who has his first solo museum show at the North Carolina Museum of Art. QC Exclusive Magazine just did a terrific feature on him called An Intimate Look Inside the Art Studio of Scott Avett, and it really is just a fantastic look into the other side of his creative expression. And finally, One of my favorite shows is Mindhunter on Netflix. It follows the creation of the FBI's Behavioral Sciences Unit as they interview serial killers in an attempt to learn how and why they do what they do. The series is produced by David Fincher, who is famously fastidious about detail. There's a fascinating article on a site called The Fincher Analyst that unpacks some of the color grading and some of the special effects featured in the show. Subscribe to Iterations in your favorite podcast app. Or you can get everything I produce, every iteration, every in-between, and every process driven all in one feed by subscribing to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything. Connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sidoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. Or on my website at jeffreysidoris.com. If you'd like to share some feedback or let me know what you're working on, email me at talkback at jeffreysidoris.com. I'd love to hear from you. Support the shows by leaving a review or a rating on iTunes or sharing them on social media. I'll be back next week with another show and I hope you'll join me. Until then, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you on the next one.